Hello on you. Welcome to this week's episode of the Anishinaabe podcast. If you are new here on this podcast, we talk about all things manifestation, spirituality, indigenous culture, and well, my life. On this week's episode, we're going to be chatting about embracing spiritual self-care this winter, what this looks like for me as an Indigenous woman, and how you can incorporate some of these Indigenous teachings throughout this winter for yourself as well. So normally with each episode, I like to just do a quick introduction, kind of list out what I'm grateful for, what I'm manifesting, what my spiritual favorites are this week, and just keep you in the loop on my life and keep you updated to help inspire you with your manifestation endeavors. Sabuju Ani, Grace Indigenous Cause, Makwan Dodam, Swan Lake First Nation, and Dunjabwa. My name is Grace, I'm Bear Clan from Swan Lake First Nation, and I'm so excited to dive into today's episode. So, what am I grateful for? Oh my goodness, I am so pumped, and this week's episode and YouTube video is actually going out earlier in the week. I try to stay consistent with uploading every Thursday. But today's episode is going to be going out on a Tuesday. And the reason being is because I'm heading to New York City tomorrow morning and I could not be more excited and more grateful. I'm attending for a climate change conference, which I know I talked about in last week's podcast episode, but I have not talked about on my YouTube channel yet. So really excited to share that here on YouTube for you in tandem with the podcast. And I am just so immensely grateful and excited for this opportunity because As an Indigenous woman, teaching about land-based knowledge and Indigenous teachings surrounding the the land and protecting the earth is just so true and dear to my heart. So I'm really looking forward to that. I've also just been really, really grateful for my workout routine. I went to the gym three times last week and all I could think about was how incredible it is to have access to such an amazing gym so close nearby to me that is brand new and every time I go in the middle of the day no one's there so that has been just so nice and honestly for me I used to be so hard on myself with my gym schedule and my gym routine and I would force myself to go like had to go five days a week and I had to be there for an hour and I had to do 20 minutes of cardio and then weightlifting. and now I think I've just decided, you know what, consistency and having fun and feeling good is more important to me than reaching a specific aesthetic or reaching a certain, you know, time goal that doesn't really matter at the end of the day. So now I don't put as much pressure on myself. I just tell myself you to go at least two to three times a week, even if it's only for 20 minutes, to just go in, feel good, and leave. And I found that to be a lot easier to stay consistent with, and I think that has been truly the key for me. What am I manifesting? Well, a very nice, fun, you know, safe travel to New York City. I'm really looking forward to just making new connections with other people in this space and seeing what other people my age and, you know, even just any age in the world are doing to help save the earth, the initiatives that they've been creating and volunteering with. And I would just love to partner with a lot of them and share their message. And who knows, maybe one of them will come and guest speak on the podcast and you can hear a little bit more about their initiative. I think the reason why I'm so excited for this is because I find especially on TikTok when I'm scrolling and whenever we talk about the environment, so many people just in the comments say, oh, it feels so, it feels so, you know, useless and hopeless and our generation is just going to be defeated by 
you know, all these politicians and people who are dictating our future. And while I know it may seem that way now, I'm hoping that out of this conference, I'm going to feel that light at the end of the tunnel and be able to come back with some ways to actually help each other and how we can save the earth and how other people our age are paving that way for our future generations to hopefully bring you not only some hope, but inspiration and actual tangible plans of action. Because that's another issue I find online is I'll see people talking about the earth and they're kind of just talking about the bad things that are happening, which is great to educate. But then by virtue of that, I'm wondering, okay, well, how do we not feel hopeless? What are the action steps? What's next? So that's what I'm really looking forward to. My favorites for this week. Oh my goodness. Well, probably going to the gym. Um, I find that this tip that I was given to save podcasts or specific YouTube videos or shows for when you're going to the gym or in the car is so, so great because every time I go to the gym, I'm in such an excited mood to listen to my favorite podcast episodes or my favorite videos that week. So I think that has just been one of my favorites this week is honestly just... um, looking forward to the little things like music and episodes. So I know it may be small, but to me, it's been really awesome. So let's get into today's episode all about embracing spiritual self-care this winter. And I wanna incorporate some indigenous teachings in today's episode because I haven't really talked too much about that and I really want to embrace that. So I'm going to share a bit of a medicine wheel teaching for all of you. And I'm gonna talk about the full moon that's coming up this month, which is the blue moon, AKA in my culture, known as the big spirit moon. So what exactly is the medicine wheel and what does it represent in indigenous culture? So whenever I speak on indigenous culture, I just want you to know that there are several different nations across the world, across Turtle Island. So I do not speak for all of them. I am Ojibwe from Salt Lake First Nation, Treaty 1 Territory. So I'm just speaking about the knowledge that has been passed on to me by other generations. So I highly, highly encourage you to So I highly, highly encourage you to not only listen to this video and this podcast, but to listen to other Indigenous creators as well on their expertise. So the medicine wheel is a teaching that represents the way of Indigenous life. It is a balanced shape without a top or bottom, length or width. And the reason why it is completely equal is because it represents that we are all equal. The cyclical nature of relationships that we have and how we need one another are represented within this medicine wheel. It represents unity, peace, harmony, and courage. So in each section of the medicine wheel, it represents a different color, a different nation, and how we can all work towards harmony and peace within each other. So in the West circle, which is the, sorry, the West quadrant, which is black, represents the body. So this direction represents body awareness, nutrition, and physical activity. And when we look at the white side, which is on the right-hand side of the quadrant, it represents the north, which is our minds. And this direction is where we are mentally stimulated and challenge ourselves. The bottom left-hand quadrant is red, and its south represents the heart. So this direction represents the heart and sensitivity to feelings and emotions. And the east, which is the spirit, and the bottom right-hand quadrant, which is yellow, represents birth and rebirth. And like I was saying earlier, each quadrant of the medicine wheel represents all of us working towards unity and peace. And as opposed to the Western, the Western idea that we are all linear and everyone is for themselves and, you know, we're all in competition with one another. In Indigenous culture, we view that 
we are all working towards you know that unity and peace and that courage and we can only achieve it by helping each other we all need one another in order to strive and live within this balance so each quadrant kind of represents our mind our body our spirit and our heart so at the core of it all if you're listening to this and you feel a bit confused just remember that the medicine teachings just remind us that you know, in order to have that peace within ourselves and within each other, we all have to work together that you are not alone. And that if you think with your mind, your body, your spirit and your heart, then good things will only manifest for you. So now that we've talked a little bit about that medicine wheel teaching, what I have created for this week's episode of the podcast is an entire guide to really combating the winter blues this winter and how we can embrace and get the most out of winter by looking at it through the mind, body, spirit, and heart medicine teachings. So I've kind of divided up all these different activities that you can implement and you can do this winter through looking at it through this indigenous lens and model. So In December, the next full moon that we have coming up is the blue moon, known as the big spirit moon. And with this moon, it reminds us to reflect on the year and to remember that without the darkness, there would be no sun. So I know that it can get, you know, really dark really early in the evenings. It can make us feel really sad because the day feels like it's gone and it's only 5 p.m. But this in Indigenous culture reminds us that there has to be darkness. There has to be hibernation for nature and for us to really restart and to just rest and have that time to ourselves. And I'm Bear Clan, and whenever I think about the winter teachings of the bear, I'm always reminded that it's necessary for the bear to hibernate, because then in the spring, in the summer, they come out and they have to do what needs to be done, so that they can go back into hibernation and then come back out the next year and thrive again. So just like the bear, the medicine wheel teachings and these teachings remind us that, you know what, it's okay to take that time to slow down, to rest, to reflect, because we're only going to come out of it stronger and better than ever before. So during this time of year, I really want you to reflect on the past year, what you loved about it, things you may have wanted to improve on, some lessons you're going to take with you into 2023. And I want you to remember that without the darkness, there would be no sun. So with that in mind, I'm going to share a few activities to get the most out of the winter. And as someone who has a seasonal affective disorder, I completely understand how hard this time of year can be on a lot of people because I have firsthand experienced this last winter and honestly, every winter before that. I've really, really struggled for as long as I could remember with the winter seasons. I've always been a summer girl myself. I'm obsessed with the summer. So the winter has been something that has been hard for me to embrace, but I find that especially last winter, I was truly able to embrace it where I live in the country. And I'm going to give you a few of those tips that helped me get through it and hopes that it will help you get through it as well. So for your body, which is that first teaching of the medicine wheel, that left hand black quadrant, that body for that, I would highly recommend getting outside. And I know that in the winter, that is the last thing you want to do. Um, But something that I actually bought, and this is not an ad or sponsored, but if you really struggle with the cold like I do, I would highly suggest going on Amazon or even better if you can find it from a local small business and getting either the heated hand warmers that you can just heat up in your pockets. But I actually have one that's electric that 
you put batteries in, it heats up in your pocket, and it will keep you warm while you're outside or on the go. So that I'm really looking forward to using because I'm someone who is an absolute baby when it comes to the cold. So that is going to be absolutely incredible. But when you have that heater in your pocket or in your jacket, then you can use it to go skating. I absolutely adore skating because you can find local outdoor rinks and skate for free, or you can go into arenas and you can skate there as well. And for a lot of people, it has come to my attention that they actually don't know how to skate. And if you don't know how to skate, I don't think that should deter you from trying to skate. I think going with a friend who knows how to skate, who can show you how, or even just, you know, going out to an outdoor rink when no one else is there and practicing by yourself can be so rewarding and so much fun. Where I live in my small town, there's actually this beautiful walking path and I'll have to make a video or TikTok about this. And on this path, you walk down it and then in the middle of the path, there's this cute little outdoor rink that's cleared off by the community. It has little lights up by the side of it. And 90% of the time when I go there, no one else is there. So you have your own personal private rink and it honestly feels like a winter wonderland. It feels like a scene out of a Christmas movie because you're just in the middle of the forest with all the snow falling around you and these winter lights and you're skating and it is so adorable. So if you can find some outdoor local rinks near you to go and embrace this season, trust me when I say it'll feel like you are in a winter wonderland and is the perfect way to romanticize your life this season. Something else I would highly recommend doing is snowshoeing. And if you don't have snowshoes, what I found last year is my local library actually lets you go and borrow them for free bar and you can go snowshoeing and then take them back. So I would highly encourage you to either post in some Facebook groups or look around and search and see if anyone has a snowshoe borrow program so that you don't have to buy or pay for any snowshoes this season. You can just borrow them. And if you can't find that, I'm sure you might have some friends or family members, or you can get them secondhand or vintage as well. And I love snowshoeing because you can discover so many unique trails. And with all the trees just being full of snow, it just looks so beautiful and so mesmerizing. And I always feel 10 times better when I'm outside in the winter. I would also highly recommend meditating outside. I know this sounds really crazy, but like I said, this is my spiritual self-care checklist this winter. And what I really loved doing last year was bringing my singing bowl outside with me and just sitting down in the snow in a pair of snow pants, using my singing bowl and just paying attention to all of nature around me. Going outside, I saw so many different animal tracks. I heard all the birds singing. I heard a lot of animals around me. It was absolutely beautiful. And yes, I did say birds in the winter. I don't know what they were doing there, but you can hear them in my videos. And it just sounds so beautiful hearing like all the different sounds of nature, even if it's just the wind or the trees. But I find as though when we take that moment to slow down and meditate outside, we can truly embrace winter in its truest form, which is relaxing, reflecting, and taking time to ourselves. And now I'm going to move on to the mind portion. And I would also like you to keep in mind that although the medicine wheel is separated in those four quadrants, a lot of these will cross over into each other. Remember, this indigenous way of thinking is cyclical, so it doesn't believe in everything being linear or one way, especially when it comes to self-care and your heart and your spirit. It all works in tandem with one another in a cyclical motion. So a lot of these are going to cross over into one another. So I tried to put them into these four categories, but a lot of them are going to overlap by virtue of the medicine wheel teaching. So for our mind, I know that mental health can be really hard in the winter. And something that has been huge that really helped me was getting a therapy light. 
For those of you who don't know, a therapy light is essentially a light that um, simulates the sun's light. So it makes you more productive, happier, feel more awake, feel more energized so that you can make it through the day in those winter months. And for this therapy light, I want to just also note that if you're just getting a random light from the store, it's not the same. It actually has to be a medical therapy light. I'm sure you can go online and look this up. And I can also post this in the kind of comments of the video and put exactly which one that I have. But essentially what I did, and I live in Canada, so I'm not sure if you can do this in the States, but I went to my doctor and I told them, hey, I want like a professional, you know, doctor recommended therapy light. Will this be covered under my insurance? And they said yes. And they can be pretty expensive. So if you're in Canada, I highly recommend getting it covered under that for you. But if not, then I would highly recommend just making sure that you get a therapy light that is medical grade and it's not just a random one off of Amazon that's not going to have the same benefits. But if you can't do that, highly recommend getting outside and skating, snowshoeing, meditating, because that is going to also be a really key component in making sure you get enough sunlight this winter. And I can actually say that when I got my therapy light, it helped me immensely at the time because when I was in university, I wasn't really going outside as much. I was in class a lot or on my laptop. And I can proudly say that last winter, I didn't need it because I went outside so much and I really embraced, you know, winter and its truest form, which was going outside and just doing all the winter activities that I didn't even need it. So if you do have access and you're able and have that privilege to access that therapy light, highly recommend. But if you are unable to access it, then highly recommend prioritizing, you know, skating, snowshoeing, and going for walks outside this season. Something else I would highly recommend doing for your mind is on New Year's starting a gratitude jar. And I'm so excited to do this this year because it just seems like such a fun activity. But essentially the whole idea is grabbing a jar and filling it anytime something great happens to you and on the daily basis, just writing down what you're grateful for that day. And then the following year, you're going to unbox the jar and read everything on it that happened that year and you can reflect and see all the amazing things that you achieved, you did, you enjoyed. And it just seems like a gift to yourself from your future self. And not only that, but gratitude is the highest vibration, highest frequency activity that we can be in. And it's the quickest way to get us into that highest vibration so that we can manifest our desires easier. So if you are having a hard time sticking to a gratitude practice, highly recommend doing that. I think it is a great way to bring in that new year and just an activity to keep you accountable each day with your gratitude. All right, next we're going to move on to the spirit. So for your spirit, I would highly, highly recommend this. I've been doing this a lot this month. and I know it's only November and Tyler, for those of you who don't know my boyfriend, um, he keeps saying to me, I can't watch Christmas movies or do anything Christmassy until December, which I completely understand. For me personally, I wait until after Remembrance Day before I start celebrating Christmas activities. So now that I have commemorated that day, I am in full-blown Christmas mode. So what I recommend doing for the winter season is putting Christmas ambiance music on on YouTube and putting it in the background while you complete this entire manifestation exercise that I have for you. So something that I love doing while I was in university and that I'm getting back into now is taking advantage of the sun being down so early and the nighttime in the evening 
and turning off all of your lights, putting up some beautiful twinkle lights. I always like to put on my diffuser, light some candles. And what I'll do is I'll make like an entire evening out of it for self-care. So I turn off all the lights. I put on either my Christmas ambiance music with that cute little fire and crack fire cracker. <laughs> I cannot speak with the fireplace crackling in the background. There we go. And what I like to do is just sit down and either do some yoga, breath work, or my favorite thing to do is meditating. And what I actually do is I have an entire bowl of crystals. And what I do once I have all the lights off and I've set the tone with my music, and I have all my lights lit and my fairy lights, is I like to intuitively pick a crystal from that bowl for my meditation session that evening. So I'll grab two to three crystals and I'll keep them both either in the palm of my hand or you can lay down while you do this on a bed or your yoga mat and put the crystal on your heart or your chest. And what I do is I'll complete an entire guided meditation or meditate with myself holding these crystals with the essential oils diffusing and all the lights off and oh, it is just such a vibe. You have to absolutely try it. I absolutely love doing this. And there's so many different ways that you can do it that's unique to you. So whether that's putting on that fireplace in the background on your phone or on your laptop and listening to some really nice, you know, campfire music or Christmas ambiance music playlists, you can find them all on YouTube. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, if you just literally type in Christmas ambiance music, it'll come up and you'll see what I'm talking about. Or what I like to do is putting on a manifestation frequency like the 888 hertz frequency to help manifest at a higher vibration and just meditating to that. Or you can even look up Hey, guided meditations. I always loved unplug meditations. They're one of my favorite apps to use. Again, not sponsored, just love that app. Um, but you can find free guided meditations on YouTube as well. And if you would like me to create some guided meditations, let me know. I think that would be a really awesome YouTube video slash podcast episode too. So that is my go-to manifestation routine for the spirit and for my heart. It's just having that dark ambiance, you know, holding those crystals, listening to some beautiful energetic music that is just going to help raise your energy and your frequency and just having a beautiful relaxing night in that setting. Something else that I would highly recommend doing for the spirit and heart during this season is truly embracing all the winter drinks. So I love going to local cafes in my area to either do work or to study or to journal. And I just love ordering, you know, either coffees or teas or Christmas drinks. And fun fact about me is I work from home during the week, but because I'm home 24 seven, I really want to get out of the house and my local cafe was really understaffed and it is the cutest cafe I've ever seen. So I started working there part-time. I only work Saturday, Sundays. So really, really short shifts. It's not necessarily to, you know, it's obviously not replacing my income. It's just to have a nice little bit of side money on the side. And also because it gets me out of the house talking to people and it's just honestly so much fun. It doesn't even feel like work. But at this cafe, as someone who doesn't drink coffee, I've learned so much as a barista about different drinks. And I must say my favorite go-tos have been chai tea steamers, London fogs. If you don't know what a London fog is, it's just tea with two pumps of vanilla and then steamed milk on top. And it is so good. You can get any type of tea that you want in it. But if you are not a coffee drinker, highly recommend that. 
And a steamer is just steamed milk with a flavor in it. So again, if you don't like coffee, those are really, really awesome options to go with. And you can make those super festive. Another go-to is obviously just hot chocolate, which I love too. So all of those you can enjoy at your local cafe while you are journaling or listening to music or a podcast. And if you're someone who doesn't like sitting in cafes, you can even get those drinks to go and go home and then complete your manifestation routine there. All right. So last but not least, I also want to talk about, you know, manifesting from the heart of the medicine wheel, which is the south direction. It's the bottom left-hand quadrant and it's the red one. So with our heart, man, I know that Christmas can be a really hard time in terms of money. And I find that with indigenous spirituality manifestation, you know, I'm always someone that is all about protecting the earth and I love thrifting and just, you know, not spending so much money and pushing this capitalistic agenda, but instead enjoying this time with my friends and family and just the love that we have for one another. So what I would highly recommend for all of you to do this holiday season, because I know that all of us are trying to either save money or have a new fun activity that we haven't thought of before and are getting sick of just doing the same old, same old Christmas exchanges each year. I think it would be so amazing to just get all of your friends together you know, pull together all the clothes that you don't wear anymore and just have a fun Christmas like clothing swap. And it doesn't even need to be Christmas related, but just to do a fun little clothing swap with all of your friends. I think it's just a win-win situation for everyone. You know, you get to get rid of those old clothes, taking up room in your closet and just feel refreshed taking in some new ones into your closet as well. Something else that you can do is tell your friends, you know, message each other and have an agreement that all of your gifts this year are going to be thrifted or secondhand or homemade because I think those honestly mean so much more and it takes a lot of pressure off of people who can't afford gifts this holiday season because a lot of time if someone can't afford the gifts, they don't want to say that, they'll probably just cancel the event or they'll feel really bad and spend all their money. So how great would it be to not only save the earth, but give someone something that they're actually going to use and something that doesn't cost you a fortune to give to them, right? It truly is all about the thought that matters. And I read a crazy statistic yesterday that $15.2 billion were spent on unwanted gifts in 2021. So it really goes to show that, you know, we're spending so much money on these gifts that are just ending up on landfills that aren't being used and that people don't even want. So I think it would be way more fun to do a Christmas gift thrift exchange. I think if you pitch it to your friends as being, you know, trendy, um, more economical, more eco-friendly, and you pitch that stat to them, they'll be all in because I totally would be. And who honestly doesn't love thrifted finds? You can find, you know, so many goodies at the thrift store. And to be honest, if you allow people to give you thrifted gifts, I think you're going to get way better gifts. And then people can get you way more things because they don't cost a fortune or an arm and a leg. So, you know, going to the thrift store and finding your friends some cute name brand clothes, or they don't even have to be name brand, but you can find a lot of cute stuff, whether that's decorations or bags or crystals or books. I always love a good book haul as well. And that brings me to another idea. 
is instead of doing a Christmas gift exchange, you can do a book exchange. So I think this idea is so adorable and so cute, but getting your friends together and saying, hey, I wanna do Christmas book exchange. It can be used books, books that you already have, or a book that you just wanna get for someone instead. And it can be journals too. And just gifting each other, you know, a cute little book with some chocolate instead, or a homemade baked good. Oh, this just gives me all the warm fuzzies. I want to do this so bad. I think that would just be so much more fun, so much more heartfelt, and so much more personalized, honestly. Because then you can really think about what type of books your friends would read, what type of foods they like to eat, and I think it would be just such a cute little setting and very low pressure for everyone involved. And speaking of homemade things to make, something I saw on TikTok the other day, which I'm definitely going to do a video about, and let me know if you want me to do a TikTok or a YouTube video about this, but I saw someone making apple cider marshmallows, making their own homemade marshmallows. So I'm all about this, and I think this would be such a great Christmas gift for someone to give someone homemade marshmallows. Are you kidding me? That just sounds absolutely delightful and so delicious. So yeah, those are my go-to spiritual self-care activities for the month of winter. And what I truly encourage, for the month of winter, for the season of winter, and what I truly encourage all of you to do is to embrace this indigenous ways of teaching and to ask yourselves whenever you are doing anything within your spiritual practice or your daily routine or your journaling routine, whenever you are walking the indigenous way of life, I want you to ask yourselves, is this in line with my mind, my body, my heart, and my spirit? I think we forget to encompass the other parts of ourselves, especially within Western civilization. We only like to think about our minds or our physical bodies instead of our mental bodies and our spiritual bodies and our hearts. So making sure that you are intertwining those four teachings throughout your life, I think is so powerful. It has changed my life for the better. I know that for sure. And I know that it'll only do the same for you as well. And I also want you to reflect back to that blue moon, big spirit moon teaching and the teachings of the bear during this holiday and winter season as well. Thank you so, so much, everyone, for tuning in to this week's podcast episode as well as YouTube video. If you aren't subscribed to my YouTube channel, I'll put it in the post below. If you are watching this on YouTube and you're not subscribed to the podcast, I'll put the link to the podcast below so you can go and check it out. But just want to say again how immensely, immensely grateful I am for each and every one of you that tunes in to my YouTube and my podcast each and every week. It is truly, truly because of you I'm able to do what I love and I'm just so excited to share it with all of you in the world. So thank you so much, Chimogwetch, for watching. And if you liked the YouTube and you want to subscribe, leave a comment, leave a thumbs up. It means the world. And if you're listening on the podcast, please do subscribe, leave a five-star review below. I will see you all next week. Bye, everyone.